So today is our last day of um, pictures Jesus used in the sermon series. And um, I would like to read to you. Uh, we looked at uh, foundation. We looked at family. We looked at treasure. Uh, we looked at coin. We looked at seed. Um, we also looked at um, new birth. Um, and there were a few light water. Um, and today... We're going to be looking at fishing. Because um, that's what most men like to do. Um, if they get a chance. Uh, not all men. Um, my mom's a big fisherman. Um, and uh, so I'd like to read to you from uh, John 21, from verse 1 to 14. John 21. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas also known as Diamas, Nathaniel from Ghana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garments round him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred meters. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals, there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew. It was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he had raised, after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of God, and we thank God for his word this morning. I wonder if I could tell you a fisherman's tale, if that's okay. Three preachers uh, went on a fishing trip. One was, one was a Methodist, one was a Presbyterian, and the other a Baptist. And they went fishing and they caught nothing for the first hour that they were on the boat. And after a while, the Methodist and um, the Pre Presbyterian said, Why don't we tell each other our worst sins? 
And they try to, uh, you know, they try to get, uh, get the Baptist to agree and another half an hour passed and they caught nothing. And so the Methodist, uh, the Baptist uh, minister later said, okay. And the Methodist minister said, well, every Friday I go to the neighboring village and I get drunk. Well, it says plastered, but drunk does sound better. Um, the Presbyterian said, well, my worst sin is that I've had an affair. And after an hour, the Methodist minister on this fishing trip uh, and the Presbyterian kept saying, so what about you? Asked the Baptist minister. <laughs> and after another hour, they convinced him and the Baptist minister hangs his head, exhales deeply and says, okay, you've got me. Here it is. I'm the worst gospel in the world, and I can't wait to get off this boat. <laughs> so I don't know if you like fishing, but I do like fishing. I haven't gone fishing for a very, very long time. But uh, the fishing that took place was um, set at the Sea of Tiberias which is also the name uh, the Romans gave for the Sea of Galilee. The disciples have gone back to what was familiar to them. And this is where Jesus first met most of those disciples, and where, we called, where they were called to follow him. We find seven disciples, Simon Peter, who we all know was uh, also known as the Rock, Thomas, not the doubter, but Diamas. Nathaniel from Ghana, who was the disciple who says, um, who, uh, who said uh, there could be nothing good that came out of Nazareth. We had the Zebedee brothers, James and John, and John is the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And then two other disciples. Seven out of the eleven gathered to go and catch fish. Now by now they knew that Jesus was alive, but they, they still went back to what they knew. And so often the disciples get criticized because they went back to what they knew. But I wonder if I could read you just some scriptures and maybe just, just listen to these scriptures and maybe you can make up your own mind whether they went back because uh, of their loss or because that's what they knew. Or, uh, and people would say, um, you know, harsh things about, uh, about Peter, saying that he was, of course he was, he was afraid, of course he was disillusioned, of course he felt guilty and ashamed. But listen to these words from Matthew 26. Jesus says, But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. So Jesus says, I'm going into Galilee after I have risen. And then verse, uh, tw chapter 28 verse 7 says, Then go quickly and tell his disciples. And this was the angel in the tomb. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you in Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. 
Jesus says, go to Galilee. So they go back to the place where they started. Isn't it amazing that they go back to where they met Jesus, maybe for the first time. In our lives, maybe we need to go back to when we met Jesus for the first time. Because that's where it, that's where it all happened. Where Jesus calls us to follow Him. Where Jesus called those disciples to follow Him. Because when He calls us, or when He called them, his, their lives were changed immediately. But maybe they also went there because the commission that they were supposed to do had not taken place yet. Acts 1 verse 8 says the following, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit had not come upon them yet. The fact that they are in Galilee is not a sign of rebellion or a sign of weakness or because they got cold feet. What happened is that they found themselves in limbo. I don't know about you, but us men, when we go into limbo, not knowing what we need to do and how to do it and you know, what we're supposed to do, what do we do? We eat. <laughs> we eat. We go to that place that, that we know. And so these disciples, they're hungry. They know they have to go catch fish because, yes, see, that's what, they, that's what they were brought up on. That's what, what gave them the strength and the ability to look after their families. And so they go catch fish. But here's the most interesting thing about these disciples and Jesus. It says every time in the New Testament... Whenever fishing is mentioned, nothing is caught by the disciples <laughs> until Jesus shows up. Until Jesus actually makes his appearance, the disciples catch nux, zara, nothing. Squat, nux. It's only when Jesus makes his appearance that the disciples catch so much fish that they have to they have to get their friends to come and assist them the first time. The second time, 153 fish. Big fish. So Jesus is standing 90 meters from them, or 100 meters, and he asks them, have you caught anything? And their response is no. And then Jesus says to them, well, throw your net out on the right side. And I've, I've, I've preached about this before, but if you tell a fisherman what to do, it's like telling somebody that bries what how to, how to make bry flies. It's like they, <laughs> you don't tell somebody that's brying your meat, you know, this is how, how it's supposed to be done or how to make the fire. Same with a fisherman. You don't tell him how to, what, 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 what bait you're supposed to use or how to fish because they've been doing it for years. Jesus is standing 100 meters away, and he says, listen, guys, cast your, cast your net on the right side. Have you ever thought what the right side means? Maybe it's the right side, the left side, the right side, but maybe Jesus is saying, hey, cast your net on the right side of life. 
For we all go through stuff. Eh? So often, Jesus is telling us exactly what to do. He's saying, cast your net on the side that I want you to cast it. Not what you want. So these fishermen, if you've been on a fishing trawl or whatever, they do it on the same side every time. The same, because that's their, their, their right hand and the left hand, and they throw the net. And now Jesus is saying, now use your other arm, and your other, cast it in on the other side. And as they do that, and as they do that, they catch 153 fish. So what do you need to do to catch that 153 fish? Is that we need to be obedient. Jesus is a professional fisherman. Eh? He always provides. He always knows exactly how to catch that fish. And he tells them, throw your net on the right side. So often, we are not obedient. So often, we do not listen to what Jesus is saying to us. So often, we only cast on the side that we want to cast our net. Maybe today, Jesus is saying to us, maybe we need to forgive. And I bring it back. But forgiveness... When you speak to your son or your daughter and they, they've made you, and I know I always say son and daughter, but maybe it's just because that's where I'm at. When you're upset with your son or daughter or granddaughter or grandson, maybe you need to speak to them in for a forgiving tone and not be harsh or be angry. Maybe you need to speak to them with humility. Maybe you need to, to just be kind. And I'm using your son and daughter as, as, you know, as an example, but maybe there's something else. Maybe it's your counselor. Maybe it's your municipality. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we are all in this together. But maybe, just maybe, we need to have a kind word rather than getting angry and upset about it. Imagine if we all just said a prayer instead of criticizing or saying something. And I'm, I'm to blame. My wife's sitting there. She can tell you. Len's finished. Maybe it's just that. Maybe be kind. Maybe Jesus is saying, well, maybe we need to put ourselves last. Maybe we need to serve others instead of ourselves. Maybe we need to be the least. Maybe we need to consider others better, uh, uh, not to consider others better than ourselves, but actually look at ourselves and say, we, we're okay. We're actually okay. Maybe Jesus is just saying, cast your net on the right side today. Cast your net on the right side. See, Jesus met these, these guys three years ago, three years prior. And he said to them, follow me. 
for I will make you fishers of men. And they were obedient to Jesus' call. For we know that they left their nets right there. And they followed Jesus. And sometimes we need to let go too in order to follow Jesus. But Jesus called them also because they were teachable. And maybe we are teachable. Maybe we're unteachable. Some folks would say, but you can't, you can't um, teach an old, an old dog new tricks. No? Maybe, maybe we should. Just listen. For Jesus gives all the resources that are needed. Every single resource that was needed. For they didn't have to get onto another boat. They didn't have to um, move the boat or go to another side of the lake. All they needed to do was take the net from the left side and throw it in on the right side. And maybe you and I have the resources already. And maybe Jesus is just saying, hey, I'll teach you. I'll show you. Maybe we need to just listen again because Jesus is saying, if you call on me, or if you're obedient to me, these are the resources you receive. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Maybe when we, we listen and we call on Jesus, maybe we will receive assurance or security or hope or encouragement or peace. Maybe when we call on Jesus, we will receive forgiveness and mercy and reassurance and refuge, and faith. Maybe we just have to trust a bit more. Because when we are obedient, and when we follow, we are able to use the resources that are already in us, and are already available to us. So I don't know where that leaves you today. But I can assure you, that Jesus loves you and he loves me and that he would want the same for each and every one of us not just some people for everybody so all he's saying is cast your net on the right side change your way of thought do something different than what you're doing right now do something like I would want you to do.